good morning folks um, I think I've got this thing going again we are um, <laughs> we're, uh, Facebook keeps changing stuff so we're gonna try this once again um, we'll see how this works let's see how this gets put together here um, it is Sunday morning it is almost the end of June can you believe this uh, we are <laughs> it has been a crazy spring we have fought through all kinds of good stuff. We've survived to this point. Uh, man, I don't know what to think of all the chaos. I know it's it's been a challenge for a lot of us uh, just to, to work our way through. And But I just wanted to, to encourage you this morning. I actually want to share a word with you that, um, that I feel is very pertinent to today um, it, in, in reference to our prayer life. And I've, uh, I've actually titled this, morning, this morning's message, Pray in the Spirit. And had a conversation earlier this week. Um, I was in Missouri working and staying with good friends over there, and, and had, a, had a conversation that kind of brought this into perspective. And I, I, I told uh, told my friend, I said, I, I believe this will preach. And I went to work on putting this message together. So I'm going to take you to Jude, not a place we go very frequently, but Jude chapter one actually. Uh, so Jude chapter one, verses 17 through 21. And I want to bring this message out in uh, this in this particular scripture, and, and I, I flip around. I know I've warned you guys about my versions that I use. I use a lot of different ones: uh, the NLT, the ESV, the AMP, the NKJV, and then sometimes it's the MOV, which is my own version. So uh, I try to warn people when I'm using my own version, and but I am going to kind of skip around because I I really when I study these things out, I really want it to say how I feel. So I, I'm looking for the wordage in the scripture that really expresses what I want to bring out in this message. And so in Jude chapter one, I'm actually going to bring this out of the Amplified, which I, I don't use much, um, but I liked how it referenced this and it, the Amplified kind of gives some explanation with the with the, the word that it brings. So starting with verse 17 in, in chapter one of Jude, it says, but as for you, beloved, Remember the prophetic words spoken by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They used to say to you, in the last days there will be scoffers following after their own ungodly passions. These are the ones who are agitators, causing divisions, worldly-minded, secular, unspiritual, carnal, merely sensual and unsaved, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith, continually progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, pray in the Holy Spirit, and keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously and looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you to eternal life. Man, what a powerful piece of scripture. And, and the, the essence that I want to bring out of this is pray in the Holy Spirit. That's that's uh, that's the title of this message. Pray in the Spirit. I I really want to decipher that a little bit and bring that into some things. In this discussion uh, of the need to pray in the Spirit recently, um, this last week, I was reminded of a book, uh, actually two books, written by uh, written as a sequel by Frank Peretti, um, titled "This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness," where with, within they give a unique picture of spiritual warfare. Uh, what caught my memory was the angelic forces. The angelic forces in, in these books gained strength to fight the demonic 
based on the Christian's prayer. So, so the more the Christians were praying, the stronger the angelic force was. So through the prayer of Christians, angelics were, were gaining strength and power to fight the enemy that was there. Uh, I, I encourage you to read those books. They're really cool. Um, they, they, they brought a whole new perspective to me on spiritual warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not physical, but divinely powerful to destroy fortresses. We see this written in Scripture. I've witnessed firsthand his power uh, following some of my windshield time, my, my crying out to God moments, uh, praying in the spirit in the heavenly language that only God understands. It, it, it can and will move mountains on our behalf. You know, I've, I've referenced this a lot. I spend a lot of time behind the windshield um, driving to work. I, I travel a lot. Um, these last four or five weeks, five weeks or so, uh, I've been traveling over near Carthage, Missouri to work every week. And so that's about three hours of drive time going there and coming home. And uh, I'd go over on Mondays and then I'd have some drive time back and forth to where I was staying, come home on Fridays. But um, during that drive time, especially that three hours of leaving here on Monday morning, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a fresh week. I'm coming off a of Sunday, coming off of a message, coming off of all these things. Uh, headed off to work in an unknown for a week and not really sure what's coming for that week. So I spend a lot of time uh, just really praying to God. I, I, I listen to Christian music all the time. I don't really listen to anything else uh, unless it's somebody else's playing in the shop or something. But in my own vehicles, I, I, I've just gotten in the habit. I listen to Christian radio. Um, I love the Christian music. That seems to be what I, what I tune into everywhere I go. I can push three buttons on my radio between here and Carthage, Missouri, and I can make Christian music last my entire trip. But anyway, I, I spend a lot of time seeking the Lord in these times and just praying. I mean, I, I pray over my family. I pray over my kids. I pray over my wife. Uh, I pray over my grandkids. I, I pray over uh, our grandkids, our combined family between Rhonda and I. We've got 14 um, over her kids, over my kids. I mean, we just, I spend that time pouring out my heart over them to God and a lot of times I find myself praying in a heavenly language and I, I'm not I'm not here to argue I'm not here to, to, to push my opinion on you I'm just going to tell you how I feel um, and you can take that for what it's worth I'm, I'm not in the mood to argue today so and, and honestly you wouldn't win that argument because I believe that God gave us the Holy Spirit he gave it to the apostles. He he gave it to his his disciples. He gave it to those uh, who followed him. And if you see that in scripture, I'm going to share a little bit of it with you here in a minute. Um, it gave power to their prayer. And, and so I I literally when I get to consumed in my prayer life, I find myself lost in the spirit. I, I may be weeping and crying. I may be laughing. I may be excited. I may be charged up and fired up. But I'm using a language that's uncommon to me um, and one that I don't understand. But I do so because God understands it and my enemy can't. That's, that's the point I want to get to. I've witnessed firsthand his power uh, in these times. 1 Corinthians 14.2 in the ESV says this, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him but he utters mysteries in the spirit. Man, I love that. I love that. When I pray, when I pray in tongues, when I speak in the Holy Spirit, I don't speak to men because they don't understand what I'm saying. I speak to God. He understands that language. 
and and you know the cool part is, is my enemy can't our enemy can't decipher that heavenly language it, 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 it's so it's like praying in the spirit to the lord is like praying in code remember remember code talkers the navajo indians that that uh, were were recruited into the war um, because the navajo language is very complex very uh i spent time in new mexico farmington matter of fact right there near the navajo nation um very complex language uh very difficult uh, about the only thing i've come away from with that is yatehe which is hello and goodbye <laughs> yatehe it means the same thing um and and i but i that 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 verbiage became so unique that the military used it as a code so the so the enemy couldn't decipher the movements of the military how cool is that well that's exactly how the holy spirit is in our lives when we pray in the spirit our enemy is confused he doesn't know what we're saying if we're speaking like this our enemy knows exactly what we're saying but when we pray in the spirit when we, when we allow the spirit of god to consume our prayer then our enemy is confused and doesn't get it um Acts 1, this is describing the day Jesus ascended into heaven uh, following his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection. He's been with his disciples a few days and is now leaving earth, not to return again until he comes for those who are following him, the, the rapture, if you will. He gives his disciples some instructions to wait for the Comforter's coming, and they shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 1.8 describes this baptism very well. In Acts 1.8 it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But to wait for that power, wait for that that comforter, that that uh, Jesus said that the one coming is greater than I. You know, his disciples were arguing with him, wanting to stay here, and he said, "No, I've got to go because if I go, the comforter can come, and that's one who's greater than me." So that's uh, something to consider that. You know, we, we talk about Jesus and filling us, Jesus in our heart, accepting him into our life. But that Holy Spirit's one greater than him is how he described it. And we need that presence in our life. Acts chapter 2. I love this part. Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's not just babble. It, it's, it's something the Spirit pours into you. It's something as the Spirit gives utterance. What comes out of you is a language that, that, is, that is godly. It's, it's, it's uh, mysterious as it was described earlier in 1 Corinthians. I, I love how that describes that those who were in the streets heard these guys speaking in tongues some recognized even foreign languages and understood and they were amazed well how are these guys know my language how are they speaking in my language others thought that they were drunk so peter corrects them reminds them of the prophecy that was spoken in the old testament i'll share a little quick story with you Rhonda. i think it shared this with me um a story of a big church great great big gathering maybe it was a revival i don't know what was going on there but a lady stood up and gave this message in tongues this this message in the spirit and and i know for many of us i've i've uh we last year we uh, had some friends of ours uh, that had traveled with me to speak at an event and um i preached on that sunday morning after the event as well and 
it, as I closed that Sunday morning service, the, the Spirit of God was moving very strong, and I was giving an altar call, and, and a, 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 a Swedish lady that was there actually broke out in a message of tongues and kind of caught everybody off guard. And some of those that were with me, um, it was foreign to them. That it was something I grew up with. I grew up in, in, a, in a Pentecostal church. I grew up in that, that holy roller atmosphere, if you will. So that's not uncommon for me. Um, and it's certainly natural when it comes to how I believe and how I see things. But to some, it was, it was like, oh, what was that? But the cool part was in this, this story that Rhonda gives, this message is given in tongues. And, and this woman winds up giving her life to Christ. And, and, and later on, as the story comes out, this lady was a, a foreigner. I don't, I don't remember exactly what. But she said when that woman stood and gave that message in tongues, likely no one else in that congregation had any understanding of what was said. This woman said she spoke in my language, and it was God speaking directly to me, saying, it's your time, come to me. How cool is that? Uh, Man, I mean, it just, that kind of stuff sends chills up me because that's how the power of God works. He works in such mysterious ways. And, and if we move on here, verse 17 of Acts chapter 2, and this is this is the reminder of the, this prophecy that was spoken in the Old Testament, and this is what Peter was saying to those people that were saying, man, these guys are drunk. And he said, no, we're not drunk. You know, he, he reminds them of the prophecy. He said, and in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall dream visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and my female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. And the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's the explanation. God God gave it to us. This This is a gift. It, it, it literally is a gift. This is our gift. His promise, this prophecy is ours. I want to challenge you and encourage you to seek the Holy Spirit. Ask God to fill you with His Spirit and baptize you in this fire. Uh, it, it's the power that we as followers of Christ must have, especially to endure what's going on and what's coming. And We've seen some crazy stuff in the last few months, but it's not the end. Jesus talks about that in Matthew. He, he literally talks about the wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and earthquakes in various places and, and all of these things, but he, he also references the end is not yet. Man, we have to endure some things. We as believers have to endure some things. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. It, it, it's just like what Jesus said, you know, you're going to receive power in the Holy Spirit. That, that's, that's what we need to be seeking is that same power. Romans 8, 26 and 27 describes how the Holy Spirit helps us pray. I love this. Verse 26, it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. You ever found yourself not really knowing what to pray but feeling like you should? That, that, that maybe God woke you up in the middle of the night. You, you don't really know why, but you feel like you need to pray, but you don't know what for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. He's talking about the utterance of the Holy Spirit, that, that heavenly language, that, 
that speaking in tongues, that, that thing that a lot of us are, it's foreign to us and maybe even a little scary sometimes. But that's what he's talking about there. The Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Verse 27 says, And the Father who knows all hearts, the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers. When, when I talk about my windshield time, when I get lost in the Spirit, and I begin to pray in tongues over my family, over situations, over whatever it is, and I can get lost in that Spirit, I have no idea what's coming out of me. Sometimes it's highly emotional. Sometimes it's exciting. Sometimes it's fired up. But I'm speaking a language I don't understand, so I don't even know what I'm saying. But God does, and it moves him. It, it, it moves him, and he acts on that. Matthew 24, 10-13 in the ESV says this, And then many will fall. Well, let me, let me back up. I missed this line here. The Bible describes that many will grow cold and many will turn away from the truth. I believe it's because they have not tasted of this fire, this sweet presence of the Lord that he desires to pour out on us, especially during these last days. And in Matthew 24, 10-13, it says this, And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, Lord, that's where we are today, the love of many will grow cold. We're seeing this firsthand. We're, we're seeing a falling away. We're, we're seeing believers, followers of Christ who are chasing something else because they've got itching ears. And I honestly believe it's because they're not fired up. They're not full of this holy presence. They're not full of this spirit of God that gives us power to fight our enemy. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. There's, there's a consistency with this. It's, it's only through the infilling of the Holy Spirit that we're going to be able to endure these chaotic times. We, we must use the power that's been made available to us in order to be the light in the darkness that is the only beacon of salvation. Listen, there's no other way. Jesus said in four, John 14, 6, I am the way, the life. I, that's it. I'm it. There is no other way to the Father except by me. That's in relationship with Jesus Christ. We, we're that beacon to that salvation. We're the only thing that there is on this earth shining a light into a darkness to show people the way. We must pray in the Spirit as this is the direct line to the only one who can deliver us from this evil time. Mark 16 verse 17 says this, And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons and they will speak in new tongues. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of teaching out there, and I, I'm I, man, I'm not I'm not here to debate teaching. I'm not here to debate how you were raised. I'm not here to debate any of that. But there's a lot of teaching who who believe that this infilling of the Holy Spirit and the speaking in tongues was for them, not for us. But yet, everything I've brought to you today is out of the New Testament. It, 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 it's, it's for us today. There's no differentiating here. God didn't say, oh, it's only for the disciples. It's only for those. Well, honestly, a disciple is a follower of Christ, and I am one. I hope you are too. If you're not, you can be, simply by surrendering your life to him. 
and then asking him to fill you with this Holy Spirit, this fire of God that consumes me, this fire of God that, that, that excites me, this fire of God that makes it possible for me to do what I do every Sunday right here with you, to, to, to bring my week together, to bring the things that God shows me throughout the week and, and pour them into some form of a message to share them with you because I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about my life with Christ. I'm, I'm passionate about what he's done for me and what I see him do day in and day out around me. The power of God cannot be overcome. It can't be overthrown. We're, we're going to face trials and tribulations and struggles and challenges. and We're going to have to fight. But remember, this fight isn't carnal. It's not physical. So I want to encourage you to... to those of you who are already filled with the Spirit, that you pursue this, this closet prayer time, if you will, using the gift given to bombard heaven with prayer over the needs of your family, your friends, your leaders in this nation. Pray in this heavenly code that only God can decipher so, so that your, our enemies stay in confusion concerning our prayers. And for you who do not walk in this power, seek it. Ask God to fill you with His holy fire that you may speak with tongues of angels to confuse our enemies and see God miraculously do things around you and through you. It, it, it says this in the latter uh, part of, of James chapter 5, verses 16. Again, I'm going to bring this to the Amplified. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, is able to accomplish much. When we put into action and made it, and it will be put into action, made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Lord, that our prayers be heard by you as persistent and heartfelt. May you put these prayers in action, that they be effective in turning the hearts of the lost and healing the sick. It just doesn't get any better than that. The power of his spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost alive and active in us. It is what we have to have today in this chaos. Without it, we're going to get ran over. We're going to get defeated. Maybe our hearts grow cold and we join the other side. How devastating is that? Don't get caught up in false teaching. Don't, don't get caught. Fuck me. If you don't believe what I say, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. You get in the scriptures and prove me wrong. Prove to me that the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues is not for us today. I'll argue with you all day long on it because I know it. I have it. I feel it and I walk in it. You will never convince me otherwise. But I pray I convince you to seek him. There's more. I, I, we referenced a, 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 a poster I had in my youth building uh, when I was in New Mexico. I, I had this poster on the wall. came from Group Magazine, I believe. And it was, um, it, it, it was a little narrow poster and it showed this goldfish being poured out of a fishbowl. And he had his goggles on. He had this goofy grin on his face like... You know, that kid grin that, oh yeah, it's coming. And it was being poured into the ocean. And the caption on that poster was, go deeper. I've never forgot that, and I will always reference that. Go deeper. You will never arrive at a, at a fullness of God until we stand before him in glory. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into my rest. I long to hear those words. But I know I've got a job to do in the process of getting there. He's given me a task. He's given you a task. And the only way you're going to accomplish it is with that fullness of the Holy Spirit inside of you. The fire of God consuming you from the inside out. 
You know, I named my business Inside Out Paintless Dent Repair because I believe that change can only happen from the inside out. It's actually how we fix paintless dent repair dents. It's how we fix hail dents. We fix them from the inside out. We push them back out. That, that's the very essence of what God is. He changes us from the inside out. And let that fire of God that's inside you begin to burn so brightly that others recognize it. I made it a reference recently to um, one of the revivalists. And I've, I constantly can't remember his name, but it's one of the, one of the revivalists of old. Um, he was misquoted where he said, I, I set myself on fire and people come to watch me burn. That's actually not what he said. The true statement of what he said was, I get before the Lord. The Lord sets me on fire and people come and watch me burn. That's exactly what we have to do. We've got to get before the Lord and let him set us on fire. As that fire consumes you, others are going to come and watch you burn. You're going to have an impact on those lives, an impact greater than you've ever dreamed. Seek the Holy Spirit. If you, if you have questions, you want to talk to me, man, I'll do my best. I'm not a Bible scholar, but I'll do my best to, to, to reference the scriptural things to give you what you're looking for. But more than anything, seek Him. Just ask. You have not because you ask not. Sometimes we don't receive because we ask with the wrong motive. But when you're asking for more of Him, He's going to grant that because that can't be a wrong motive to have more of Him in our lives. Let the Holy Spirit consume you today. I pray that you guys gain something from this today. I hope it makes sense. I hope you can gather from it. Put yourself before the Lord. Seek Him in all things. Pray in the Spirit. Let the mysteries of God unravel before you. I pray that God just touches your heart today and he sets you on fire. That God bless you. We're here for you anytime we can be. Thank you for your support, your continued support. We're continuing to pour out every, everything we can. Um, I'm back home for a while, it looks like right now, so uh, maybe I get to be on here a little bit more. But uh, just know this, that we're praying for you. I pray that you're praying for us. And let's go do what God's called us to do. Let's seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. Amen. God bless you guys. I pray that you have an incredible Sunday. Uh, continue to seek the Lord and let him bless you in, in everything that you do. In the same measure that you give, he'll give back to you. Press down, shaking together and running over. Amen. God bless you. Have a great weekend.